Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys. Uh, I hope you'll hang around for the next few minutes. It only is about a half hour, and so I, I hope you'll hang around. We've got some good stuff to talk to you about. You know what? A lot of times I've heard people on radio shows say, you know, I want to tell you about a friend of mine, and and you find out that they maybe met once or maybe they didn't ever meet at all, and so, but they're all of a sudden close friends. And, uh, and, and so when you are listening to this show, if I say this is a friend of mine, it's a friend of mine. So I have a guy in the studio with me, and he's a multi-talented guy. He really is. First of all, he works for me at the mission. Or, well, let me put it another way. I feel like all the people at the mission, we work together. And so uh, he works in the development department with Eileen Trussell. And so he does a lot of the stuff that we do as far as advertising, the website, uh, he also does a lot of our IT work. We have an outside company, but he really is that guy on site that handles all the problems. So every time I can't get my computer to do something, it's Eileen and Jed who have to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, along with that, he's a pastor, so he he has a lot of responsibilities there. More importantly than all those titles is the fact that he is a solid believer in Jesus Christ, and he knows his Bible, and yes, he, I also count him as my friend, and, uh, and I'm glad the day that he came to the mission, and I've been happy that he's been there ever since. And he's probably the only guy I know that can also arrange flowers. Yes, I can. Because he once worked <laughs> for Flores for quite a while. So, um, and we'll get into just a little bit. I, he's been on the show before, so he's told his, his story. Just a little background. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on at the mission and stuff. And some of the things he gets involved with. And so, uh, again, he is, he is a co-worker in the fields. He is a, a pastor at a, a, a church that he has been associate pastor at for quite a while, and now he is the lead pastor. Uh, he does the IT work. He does a lot of things around the mission. So I wouldn't say he's a jack of all trades and master of none. I would say more like he's good at everything he does. Aww. And so, uh, and again, he's, I also count him as my friend. So, Jed. Hey. Maybe you could just... Tell them a little bit about how you got to the mission. Well, the first thing, that, the one thing you didn't add on there is that I'm also a graduate of the rehabilitation program. At well, the that is true. So, I thought I'd let you tell yeah. them. Well, um, how I came about to the mission, how I discovered the mission was when I, uh, I was a drug addict for many years. Um, I was married to methamphetamine till I was well into my 30s. And of course, like many of us that followed that lifestyle, we found ourselves doing life on the installment plan. And that means you graduate from county jail to prison eventually. And that led to me uh, back in 2001, while I was on my last time I went to prison, uh, coming into a relationship with the Lord. 
And uh, I was at a very, we had a very good prison ministry there. Um, very uh, solid biblical teachers that were there that um, just kept sharing the gospel. And it finally broke the ice in me. And I finally surrendered to the Lord and I got baptized. And uh, the only problem was when I got out of prison, I didn't have anywhere safe to go because doing being a drug addict your entire life, everything that you do, all your friends, all your relatives, everybody that you're in contact with, um, are all unsafe places to be when you have a temptation. So, and I knew enough from being saved for about eight months while I was in prison to find a place that's not home. And so, um, that's when somebody had told me about the mission while I was in prison that Sacramento had a rehabilitation program that was Christ centered. So, um, of course, back then, uh, the, the mission was pretty full. There was a full program and it took me about a week to get into the program. And so, uh, came into the program and that's where I met pastor Tom Mooney and the original director that was there at that time, pastor Greg. And, um, it was what I needed at the time. And it was an excellent program. Um, graduated from the program, stayed on for an, as an intern for about six months and then left back home to help my family and, and take care of some things and start my life. Uh, it was at that time that I did join a local church in Orangevale, Calvary Chapel, Folsom, Orangevale, where um, I knew almost immediately that was where God wanted me to be. And uh, my pastor, who's now retired, Mark, Mike Flanders, uh, took me under his wing and I started serving there. And um, that's where I met my wife, Phyllis. And uh, that was awesome. God brought her all the way from Florida and brought her to our church and from there, I started to grow into ministry and did odd jobs here and there. How long have you been married? Uh, 15 years as of April 1st. I think it's important they know that. Yeah, too. it's been 15 years. And uh, we started, well, we met serving the Lord together. She, she wanted to teach in Sunday school. And the gal that I was running, we were, I was single. And so they had another older single gal that we were serving together at Sunday school. Uh, she moved to Pollock Pines. And so she couldn't stay at the church. So uh, there was an opening, right, when Phyllis came in and said she wanted to serve. So uh, the the Sunday school director at that time put her with me, and that's kind of how we met. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it, it was all God-ordained, um, and it was awesome. And so we started serving together in Sunday school, doing an assisted living ministry. I taught a men's Bible study uh, that I was kind of the leader of for over a decade. And and of course, during that time, I was working and uh, and had several different jobs. And um, one of the jobs I had was was um, you know it just wasn't working out. I had a I got a back injury, and um, it really caused me to get to a point where you know me and my employer weren't in a really having a real good relationship. And I will say that I failed miserably uh, representing Christ at the end of that job. <laughs> but um, it just put me into a place where, you know, I didn't really know what, what my next thing to do was. And um, I know all of us that have been walking with the Lord for a while have experienced that. And uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of where it was at. And me and Phyllis prayed and she has a really good job working for the government. So it wasn't like we were out of money, but um, we really felt like, you know, God had called me for something different. And so we really felt like whatever we were going to do next, that we wanted to make sure that it was God. And mm -hmm. so that was when I came back and started um, coming down on Fridays to the mission. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met you. And for, yeah. I had met you once before, like in 2006 at a graduation that we attended. But other than that, I've been more busy. I didn't really come down to the mission much. And so 
Uh, but at that time, you know, I had a lot of free time being off work. <laughs> so I thought it would be a good place to be. And so, and, and I really wanted to, my, and to tell you the truth, Pastor, and I don't know if I've told you this before, but the real reason why I originally, I had been supporting the mission because Eileen had found me on Facebook and, uh, and used my testimony and picture in one of the appeals. And so um, I had been you know aware that of that the new website and i was you know doing a lot of interaction with the mission online mm -hmm. before i even came back around but i was just really curious because you know as well as i do that you know we see where the church is headed and i was concerned that the mission i wanted to know whether the mission was still following the biblical principles hmm. it was when I was in the program sure. because I'm supporting it now. And I thought, well, let me go down there to the prayer breakfast. And I was pleasantly blessed no. to find that not only were you uh, teaching expositionally through the Bible and, and still had pastor Mooney there doing the same things that they were doing when I was there, actually better if you ask me, but uh, other pastors were coming in and teaching and it was just, I was really, really blessed. And so uh, I felt like I felt guilty because I was coming down there on Friday, getting a free meal and getting fed the <laughs> word. And I felt like I needed to get back. So I went to Steve and I said, Steve, I go, um, put me to work. I'll, you know, give me a broom. I know you guys only work till noon. So, you know, give me something to Just do on Fridays. Yeah. On Fridays. Right. But that was, you know, that was, we were leaving at noon and I thought, well, Hey, can I do something? And that's when he introduced me to Eileen. And at mm -hmm. that time, uh, you guys needed help promoting the golf tournament. And, right. you know, she had a hard time getting people to just, you know, when they want to volunteer, they want to go do the big things like work directly with the homeless. And right. she's like, would you do, would you get on the phone and cold call these people and tell them about the, I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do, you know? So I started doing that. And that's when me and Eileen built that relationship. And I had gone back to school to start learning some administrative skills because of my back injury. I couldn't really do heavy warehouse work anymore. And half my job before that was administrative. So I just figured, well, I might as well sharpen my skills if I'm going to do full time. And that's what, um, that's when, uh, Eileen started to notice that I was able to take care of things that, that she was looking for mm -hmm. in an employee. And so, uh, that's when you and her got together and mm -hmm. said, Hey, you know, uh, we got a job offer cause somebody had, you know, there was an opening and I knew there was. And so, um, I told him, I told you guys I had to pray about it. And, and I that wanted was, you to. Yeah. And I, and that's when I came to you and said, well, I want you guys to pray about it because yep. if I come onto the mission, this is, this is God calling me here and it's going to be a ministry, not, not, Amen. not a career choice. I right. said, because my wife and I have already decided we're not in life for money. We're in life to serve and glorify God. So that's you know, pretty much the full story. It took about a month. It was funny because you kept asking me and I said, we were still praying. And yeah. I actually, mm, I, I, I did one of those things that I don't even recommend people that come to me for counseling with. Don't jump around and counsel with a bunch of people trying to find the answer you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had, I had counseled with several people, told them the story about the job. And then I finally, I waited to go to my pastor last. And so I go to pastor Mike and I, I, I sat down with him and his wife, Tracy, who's now with the Lord. Uh, and, and we, I told him the whole spiel and I, and it was like, before I could even finish, he's just laughing. He's going, just take the job, will you? <laughs> he goes, I you, just take it. And like, it was so funny and I didn't even need the confirmation, but he's just laughing, looking at me going, it's, you know, why would you not take that job? You know? Yeah. So, well, and that's how I came about. So, well, and I absolutely understand it because 15 years ago, um, I had been doing some other things and 
they called from the mission because they may not have known it at the time, but I was praying that I was pastoring a church and still do, small one. I wouldn't have time for a bigger church anyway. But um, And at the time, uh, I said, Lord, I, I feel like I need to be with people and I need to be giving them the gospel message and I need to be witnessing to people. And I'm at the church on Sunday and on Wednesday nights and I'm not there the rest of the time. And so I prayed that prayer, and it was so strange because three weeks later, the mission called and said, hey, we're the, the current director is leaving. Would you – because I'd been volunteering, like you yeah. said, for, I don't know, 15 years before – well, 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. And so I met with the board of directors, and I met with half of them. We had a pretty good-sized board, as you probably yeah. remember. And I stood up at the end, and I probably told you guys this before, but I said, you know what? I said, guys, pastors need to lecture somebody every day, and you're all I have. (laughs) I said, so here's the thing. Uh, There was a guy at Liberty University, a professor, who said, if you want to know if you're called to a church, don't say if this happens or this happens, but, but pray that that congregation has a perfect piece about you coming and you have a perfect peace about going. Yes. So I prayed about it. I had that peace, and I told them, so if if in your deliberations with the other, whoever's coming in here, uh, just know that, that if you do not feel comfortable at any time with this, then let's assume God's not in this, mm-hmm. and I'll love you guys. I'll still preach down there and stuff, but I won't come as director unless God is 100% in this. Yeah. And that means you guys have to be 100% in agreement. And I told him, I said, you know, I said, I'm going to tell you up front, there's probably 10,000 men in this country alone that would probably be better to be the director than than I would. I I granted that is not a great interview technique, (laughs) but I wanted everything to be up front. I wanted it to be clear and precise and you know, I'd done a lot of things. I'd owned a business. I'd been, uh, I'd worked for companies. I was a pastor. I was all those things. But I had never been the director of a, of a mission. I had never worked for a nonprofit, excepting mm. for the church. And so when they called, I asked them, "Did you guys have any questions left?" And they said, "No." As a matter of fact, it was unanimous that you're the guy. And I I came, and the first day, Jed, I'm, <laughs> I sat in the office, and I said, okay, I've got about 30 minutes worth of paperwork to do, you know, for hiring and everything. And yeah. I said, and then I need to get down and figure out how to get this mission up on its feet and going, right? Yeah. I never finished the paperwork. To this day, I never yeah. finished. I don't even know where it went. Because people were in my office every five minutes asking me what I should do or what they should do. And I thought, you guys have been here a long time. Yeah. I, you probably know better than I do. Which brings me to a point. I have had the board of directors and several people say, we really appreciate your leadership and all those kind of things. And, and here's a confession, okay? The confession is... That no matter what kind of leader you are, 
you can't do it if you're not surrounded by excellent people. Yeah. And if if you think you can run the whole Marianne, then you're probably wrong and you probably shouldn't be leading. Yeah. And I don't know how good a leader I have been or haven't been, but I know this, that I have people around me that are one solid in the Lord, that's the most important part, yeah. who are skillful and, and dedicated to their jobs. As Jed pointed out, it's it, he didn't come there for the money. Everybody needs to make money. Everybody mm-hmm. has bills to pay and those type of things. But you can't come to the mission for the money. You need to come for the ministry yes. opportunity. And by the way, we have... You know, if there's people out there that are are believers and are looking for a job in finance, send us your resume. We've got a couple of things going on, so send us your resume. But again, pray over that resume and make sure your heart is really wanting yep. to be in the ministry because, you know, it's like during the COVID thing. I had to tell people, listen, the mission is always going to be in the in the middle of some crisis. And by that, what I mean is there's always TB out there. There's always flus out there. There's always yep. diseases that come along, and we can't just shut our doors. No. Nope. People depend on us. And so uh, I know that's what Jed's heart is too. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, It's and it's 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 been really an awesome experience and i've grown a lot since i've been there i'm this june will be june 15th will be six years wow that's that, amazing yeah, it's been it's gone by fast but there's been a lot of growth there too i mean when i came to the mission like you there was a lot that i didn't know right and i'd never you know i our church is so small there wasn't a whole lot of you know administrative stuff and nonprofit as far as a church right. is concerned that i was ever involved in so learning how to do a database and take make sure that everything's done. And then, you know, I had to learn how to do, uh, you know, it, learn how to do a website, had to learn how to keep up with social media, had to learn how to do, you know, interaction with people and PR work. And, you know, Eileen has been a great trainer. She's really helped, you know, disciple me so much to say into development department. And so we've really grown into a great relationship but it's it's taken a long time for me to learn a lot of those things and but I've been blessed all along the way you know uh, there was a time you know uh back in 2018 when I got really sick and um that was that was probably I do the, remember. The, uh, that was the that was a uh but God really used that and God used that because I had been you know in the back of my mind thinking I was keep thinking of bigger and better things to do and um, it really took me wrestling with the Lord through that sickness for mm-hmm. to discover that, no, I want you to work in that development department. I want you to do the best that you can and just leave everything else up to me. And that's what led me to really blossom in that department right now. And I really feel like, you know, there's a lot to do, but um, there's some great things ahead, I think. I, I, I know there are great things ahead, and obviously we're, we're extremely grateful to have you mm-hmm. there. And yes, I know exactly what you mean. When I was, when the doctors thought I was not going to make it, yeah, wow. and I was in a hospital, uh, you know, which was a surprise to me because I've always 
you know, I've always worked out, always been healthy. You know, I, I mean, I do have uh, diabetes, which I control with diet and exercise. But the doctor didn't seem to give my daughter much hope that I was going to make it through. And as you know, Jed, and most mm-hmm. of the folks yes. out there, that my wife died in yes. that same hospital when I was there. But as I was at home recuperating, and it was a terrible time for me because I was away from everybody. Nobody could come in because of the COVID thing, right? And uh, that reflection of where I'd been, where God had brought me through. And, you know, it's an amazing thing because I started to reflect and I thought, you know what? Everything's running right at the mission. They really don't even need me to come back. <laughs> And uh, and no, I really felt did. that way. I was a little whiny probably about it, but, you know, I, I believed that. And when I came back, I, I found out that through the time I was sick, they were shielding me from some of the problems that were coming on, yeah. uh, not wanting to burden me. And that was both good and bad because I thought, well, yes, everybody knows what to do, but but... I believe that God wants me there. I believe that I have a purpose there, you know. And so, again, I think that I don't know how to do all the things that Jed knows how to do. I don't know how to do all the things Eileen knows how to do. But God puts us in different places to do different things, you know. So, but... It's been good, and to your point, and I'd like you to stay over for another uh, session. Be back next week, sure. Yeah, uh, because I'd like to talk about some of the exciting things, including opening the mission that we're planning on doing. Yeah, let's do that. So we got two minutes. Is there anything you'd like to inculcate these dear folks with? Oh, just, you know, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our stories here on this this radio show and we want to thank you for supporting the mission especially through this time of pandemic uh there's just been an outpouring of blessings not only just financially but from notes and letters and prayers amen uh stuff on social media that people posted about us it just really touched our heart and it gave us the endurance to continue through so we just want to thank you for that and uh yeah that's awesome it just it it really it was quite an emotional year for all of us and and you all stood by us and, yep. and that, and we didn't ask for it. We didn't reach out and, you know, say that we needed it, but you guys did. And it really shows how much the community in Sacramento cares about what we do at the mission. And so we're thankful for that. You know, if you sent me a card or a letter during the sickness or the loss of my wife, I want you to know I did read them all mm-hmm. and I couldn't answer yep. them all because the outpouring was so great. Yeah. But it does let you know that there is a community of believers out there and we support each other. And uh, when a prayer comes across Jed's desk, we do pray about those things. Yes, we do. We have a big whiteboard we write them on, even if we don't write write you back, uh, unless you ask specifically for that. But we take it seriously. Yeah, I I respond to most of the the people that email us or or mode on social media or something. I I you, we we make sure that we're quick to respond to anybody who contacts us. Yes, and uh, we really do appreciate everything. We talk about all those things all the time. Yep. We're kind of out of time, but yep. I've I've really appreciated 
all the years that you guys have listened to the radio show, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you guys at the mission. So, hey, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com, ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.